Hey, welcome to Kicking Gags, a show by Zero Hanger. If you've never listened to the show before, I'm your host. My name is Phoenix Trinidad. I'm a comedian, and the show is basically me, a comedian, talking to other comedians about uh, footy. It's a, it's a really laid-back look at all things footy. And this week, I am joined by comedian, writer, actor, uh, T20 cricket host, Seren Jayamana. Uh, he's been on everything. He's been on... Uh, he's a writer for Question Everything on ABC. He's also been on uh, Celebrity Letters and Numbers, which is... Uh, not the biggest credit on his roster, but it's my favourite show, so I, I just wanted to point that out. Um, it's This episode was recorded a little while ago um, during the Melbourne Comedy Festival when Seren was uh, promoting his Sydney Comedy Festival show, but... You know how things go. We had a bit of a bye week, uh, and this was recorded a long time ago, but Seren is doing that same show at Comedy Republic on July 22nd. It's a part of their replay comedy festival thing that they do, um, which is a really cool idea. So if you miss Seren's show during the comedy festival in Melbourne or Sydney, uh, you can catch it again on July 22nd. I think I'll put some uh, links in the show description, and you can catch him there. So in the meantime, enjoy this episode of Kicking Gags with Seren. Jaya Mena. Saran, welcome to Kicking Gags. Thanks for going? having me. Yeah, real good. And yeah, you? nice. Um, all right, Hawthorne fan. Yes. Yes. How? How did that start? Long time Hawthorne fan. Uh, I, I reckon since like 96, probably 95. So I've, I went through the hard years. Yeah. But a, a bit of an accident, accident, to be honest. My old man, born in Sri Lanka, grew up there and then probably in his like uni days he moved to london right so he has no idea about afl no yeah. knows nothing and i think what happened was one day i was like a little kid and i saw my dad he was out in the garden and he was wearing like a, a jersey that was brown and gold yeah and i thought that i was i recognized the colors i was like that's hawthorne oh dad must go for hawthorne and so i started barracking for hawthorne and I don't know if you remember, but around 96, pretty they, I think Wooden Spoon contention. <laughs> yeah. 96, Hawthorne made the finals, but after that, 97, 98, they were dog shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can I swear? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then it was only probably like one day I just asked Dad, I was like, what, what is that jersey? Is that a Hawthorne Because he never cared about footy, didn't know anything about it. Yeah. And it was like some jumper that a friend had given him in London that was like not even sport related. It was just like a, the design was brown <laughs> oh, and gold that's stripes. That's how I ended up going for Hawthorne. Yeah, so he but, tricked you into yeah, like through poor fashion sense because they're the worst colours. Pretty much. <laughs> exactly. Maybe someone gave it to him as a prank <laughs> one day and that's how I ended up going for Hawthorne. But they were, they were so bad but, you know, there's something about like when you say that you go for a team and then they're shit, you can't jump off. Yeah. No, because you you gotta you gotta stick in there, and otherwise you're like, I don't know, you seem like a coward. So yeah. I, I stuck with him, and you know what? It, it proved worth yeah, it. Yeah, that paid off. Yeah, yeah, paid off. Yeah. I don't know, but like it's you you came on, I think, at the perfect time because like like they were good in the '80s, right? So my my just to let you know, my AFL knowledge goes back to about 2000. Okay, and yeah, that's yeah. it. Like yeah, yeah, anything right. before yeah, that, because yeah. I'm I was born in '93, so yes. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I came online in 2000. That's fair. Um, so yeah. I only really remember Hawthorne ever being like pretty good throughout my entire life, which is really frustrating. That's the thing is now I'll say I go for Hawthorne and people are like rolling the eyes because yeah. there's so many bandwagon supporters. Yeah. But I'm like, no, I'm a true. 
crusted on. <laughs> yeah. My dad bought the wrong jumper. There might be another supporter. reason for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was, I was born in 86, so yeah. Hawthorne won then. So that's another re- I can just say that. Yeah, they yeah, won yeah, the yeah. year I was born. Yeah. And I've, yeah. Yeah. True life supporter. Yeah. So did you get to go to any of the grand finals? Yeah. So th- another thing that, I mean, all of it is just luck and someone giving dad good, ad- this time it was good advice. Yeah. Originally it was a bad jumper. Now it's good <laughs> advice. So when he moved here, because um, he works in like finance and stuff and his colleague was like, oh, you should put your kids down for the MCC. Oh, right. Again, he didn't really know what that meant, but he did it and uh, and yeah, now I'm a tough, like I'm <laughs> <laughs> now an, an MCC member and I, I probably, I can't afford it to be honest, but I, <laughs> but I keep it because you can't, once you're on that list. Yeah, yeah, you on, can't get you, rid of it. Yeah, can't get rid of it. Yeah. So because of that, I was lucky enough to go see um, 2015 I lined up in 2013 and um, didn't, couldn't get in, I think, because I was st- still a restricted member. Oh, there. Yeah. right. So I went to the 2012 one where we lost and I went to 2015 where we won. And then, so think, yeah. 2013, you lined up and you couldn't lined get in. up. What uh, do you do then if you, you just, you, yeah, go you, get home? There, you get there real early, line up, and then they're like, sorry, guys. And yeah, we went home. Fuck, uh, and that then, is so I mean, every, everyone always is having like parties or whatever or yeah. barbecues, so you know that they've, you've got backup options. But pretty brutal because we I went in 2012 when Hawthorne lost to Sydney, yeah, which was a great match, mm. and that was it's bittersweet because it was the first time I'd ever been to a grand final, so it was very exciting. But yeah, then, you know, heartbreaking to see a team lose, and then to not get in 2013 when we played Frio and. Like we won, yeah, yeah, and be like, oh my god, I would, it, I'd change it any day. I'd swap it around, <laughs> but, but yeah, it was, uh, it was so good. Lucky to get three stabs at it, you know, and, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, finally yeah. make it in twenty fifteen. Well, how how long were you lining up for? Like, what I is- reckon we got there at like, would have left the house at six a.m. Got to the MCG at about what? Yeah, it's quarter to seven, and it's freezing. Yeah, and then. In that queue God. till the gates open at eleven a.m. and then they're like, "Sorry, guys, too many, too many actual members have showed up." Yeah, and right. So turn the turn it away, because that's oh, what shit. they do. They they're like, if it's what that what year was that that would have been Hawthorne Fremantle. So we thought we had a chance because Fremantle wouldn't have many people in the members. Yeah, but Hawthorne has heaps of people in the members. And yeah, so they, yeah, man. They wait to see you and then if. If a bunch of full members are rocking in, they just call it. So it's too like it's not you just didn't get there early enough. It's like they yeah they they I guess they're like they kind of give you they're like hey guys you can line up if you want but we're expecting yeah it, the members to be full and most years a lot of the time as well people will just people have MCC membership they just go I do it now yeah so there's probably people some years there's people who are like diehard Tigers fans. And but not yet full members. Yeah. And then I'm in there with no skin in the game. But I'm like, I'm paying five hundred dollars <laughs> for this membership. I'm going on the last Saturday of September. You know what I mean? Jeez. I mean, what about 2008? Did you get to? Didn't didn't get a ticket in 2008, and and that was because there was like a surprise that Hawthorne got to the grand final. Yeah. Um, and that day was amazing. I'm crazy. Just at, at a mate's barbecue and I remember not even think, uh, thinking Hawthorne would just get pumped because Geelong yeah. was so good. Yeah. And but I was in shock that day. I think I think 
at the end of the game, everyone just was still drinking and, and went to kick the footy in the park. And I think I just sat in front of the TV just like not even – I couldn't process what had happened. It yeah. was so crazy. Because yeah. that would have been the first one you've seen, right? Yeah. yeah. First one – yeah, exactly. Because I, I think Hawthorne won in 1991 but I probably was still too young. I wasn't following them yeah. then. I didn't really know much about footy then. I was a big cricket kid growing up in a like Sri Lankan household. <laughs> but 2008, yeah, it was – it was surreal. I just remember that that's, yeah, a lot of people will go through their whole life without even winning a flag, you know. And then, yeah, and I that, never thought that, I was going to see yeah. one. Who do you barrack for? Uh, D's. Oh, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I've talked about that a lot. I mean, <laughs> it sort of doesn't count, you know, it's like over in Perth or whatever. Well, that's yeah. the whole thing. Like I have, I guess I have seen one but I haven't. I didn't get to go, yeah. so I kind of feel I didn't get to be in the same city, like around other people. Really, I was just around my family and stuff, which was fine. Um, but it would have been nice to, you know, at least at the very least, go down Swan Street and break some windows or something. Yeah, in celebration. yeah, yeah, yeah um, exactly. But yeah, so hopefully this year yeah. I get to do that. Um, uh, yeah. So cricket, though. So you do a lot of. Um, I've seen you do some cricket stuff. Yeah, more recently I. Um, just got this. I got real lucky during uh, the T20 World Cup. One of my friends was like working behind the scenes doing all the event stuff. Yep. And uh, and he knew that I was into like announcing and whatever. So I got to be a ground announcer at the SCG. Did it at the SCG and then down at Cardinia Park. Oh. During the World Cup and um, one of the best experiences of my life. It was it was yeah. wild. I was like on the. On the turf of the SCG, yeah, which is by the way, like I like MCG is the best stadium in the world, but SCG for watching cricket, yeah, because when you're when you're announcing at the ground, they every time you're on the big screen in between, especially T20, they're trying to keep it all lively and energetic, yeah. So you have to keep running around to different parts of the stadium to meet the fans and stuff, right? And the, we had this producer with us. Her name's Kylie Ann. She's like a legend in in all sports producing stuff. She would she'd be walking around with us, and like Gilly would walk past, or or um or like yeah, whoever. All these superstars would walk past, and they'd be like, "Hey, Ka!" And everyone knew her. She'd, yeah. And so she would take us around. She'd know all the secret tunnels to get around the SCG. Wherever we went in the ground, you had the perfect view of the match. Like it's yeah. such a great stadium for watching cricket anyway it was the whole experience was crazy just constantly i was on the ground and then brett lee walks past i got to interview <laughs> brett lee like um yeah indian greats are there and and watching seeing like the yeah sri lanka play england and the fans just going wild it, it was really so much fun yeah so what are you like announcing? So you're just like doing the fan engagement stuff? Yeah, the I'm ground? just the guy. Actually, it's such a funny. <laughs> I'm just the guy. It's such a funny gig because you, you're just. I'm basically the MC at the game, right? But they, but most of the MC work is like before anyone's even in the stadium. <laughs> so the game will start at six, and we our first uh, like call time was four p.m. and oh. and at four p.m. you're like. Hey guys, welcome to uh, today's T Twenty match. And you're yeah. going through like the tables and the standings and telling yeah. everyone the rules. And there's one guy. Yeah, it's like one keen Sri Lankan dude who's like <laughs> there with his kids, and that's it. And they, they don't even care. But it's but it's so fun because, um, like during the match, you're just trying to hype the crowd up as much as you yeah. can, especially because it's T Twenty. Yeah. And so you'd be that there'd be a cameraman following you, and you'd find people, and you'd be like. 
hey, at the end of this over, we're going to get you on the big screen. And especially if the matches where the South Asian countries were playing, so India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, their fans just, they I don't know, they thought it was like live TV rather than just the big screen. <laughs> so they would just swarm down and they'd, they'd, it would just be chaos. They'd be waving the flags and, and when it's Sri Lanka, they'd have the drums and the yeah. trumpets and stuff. So much fun. So, yeah, the energy there was just wild. It was great. Were there any any weird moments? Because, like, uh, I was talking to – we had Sarah Cameron on the oh, show yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, last yeah. week um, and she was talking about – because she does on-the-ground fan engagement stuff too. Um, but we'll talk like, – I asked her if there's like, can you bomb in front of like a hundred thousand people? Like when you're just doing the fan engagement stuff, and it's like, yeah, she. When you you have to announce that the kick to kick after the game is uh, cancelled, um, but was there anything like that? For yeah, you? there were a few moments. I mean, uh, a couple of the matches it rained, and then you have to. You, you have, have to be to the guy. Space. Oh, like <laughs> just do a setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I wish, if they'd let me, I would have done it. But, <laughs> but like uh, the sometimes I the worst thing, the most embarrassing thing that I did was they um because you know in T twenty it's so it's like they're trying to recreate an NBA atmosphere or whatever, right. and they did like the big count in before the start of, before the first ball. Yeah, which is. In any other sport, a count a countdown to like the siren or a countdown to like kickoff or, or the tip yeah. is so exciting. Yeah. But in cricket, like it's a countdown to you do the big ten nine eight thing and then there's just a guy runs in. And it's like so <laughs> anticlimactic. He runs in and then it bowls and then it, everything stops and yeah. it starts again. You know? <laughs> like why don't count down every fucking ball? But <laughs> So uh, the countdown is huge though. They insist on doing it and they want to get the whole crowd into it. Um, and I, I was like, you're always, there's always two of you. It was always me and, and like a, a beautiful lady. Because <laughs> the ground announcers are always, everyone's attractive. But I, I think I was just there for diversity or whatever. <laughs> but um, but I was, because they were, they were always like, you've got the big booming voice so you do the countdown. Yeah, right. And a few times I... Count, counted before too early. <laughs> like because the, there would be the numbers would come on and it just slightly delayed. Yeah. And the guy would be in my ear and he'd be like, ready, go, go, go. And then I'd count in before. Yeah. Oh, so you're trying to match up with what's on the screen? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was picturing you're like matching up with the bowler. Like you're just making eye contact. The bowler's wait for you. That would be great though. Yeah. But it is so, yeah, it's like. It is crazy to have it for cricket because it's like the umpire, the TV people who broadcast have to tell the umpire when they're ready because yeah. it's all got to go based on broadcast. Yeah. So then the umpire tells KA, who's the producer, the ground producer, and then the guy up in the count in the thing, he's in my ear and he start, he's like, okay, go, 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 and then you and then you do it, but like sometimes you can't hear him because the crowd's screaming yeah. so loud. Yeah. And yeah, and anyway, you do this countdown. It's like 10, 9, 8, and everyone's going crazy. And then it stops. And then the umpire's like, okay. <laughs> and then this guy runs in and bowls. It's so weird. But, but it's fun because the, the, I've, I've never seen anything like it. Like I've been to Grand Final Day, I've been to Anzac Day. Mm. Atmosphere at the MCG is insane. But these matches where there's like passionate, 
Sri Lankan or Bangladeshi fans. Yeah. It's just a whole different thing. It's like Atmosphere, yeah. religion to them, you know what yeah. I mean? They just they, they wear their heart on their sleeve. Everything is – the emotion in every single moment is crazy. Yeah. I, I can't imagine what it would have been like to be at the India-Pakistan match at the MCG. Just yeah. People are screaming for – they don't stop screaming. They're yeah. so excited to be there. It's just – yeah, it's beautiful. Well, I've never actually even been to a – cricket match to be perfectly honest and oh, I was really? couldn't even imagine yeah yeah um what's the biggest so is that the biggest game you've been to like the um, the t20 that's the uh oh because I only did the SCG ones yeah biggest cricket match I went to the world cup final at the MCG once but that Damn. that was like Australia New Zealand and I think um actually it was during comedy festival right I had my show in the middle so <laughs> so I watched the first innings and then in the innings break I ran to the city and did my show <laughs> and then I came back like halfway through the second innings. Yeah. But Australia won it so convincingly. Yeah. And, the you know, the finals is often like like the grand final AFL as well. It's like often very corporate yeah. environment. Is that so what it was like? A little bit, yeah. yeah. It's like if people, a lot of it is just they've sold these packages to corporates and so atmosphere isn't as intense but... That India-Pakistan match, I wish I got to be there. I think Nazim Hussain was the yeah, grand right. announcer. Yeah, But it's like, man, I think that game sold out in in like minutes. Yeah. Oh, and people were flying in from – because India – I think I remember being – just being in the city when that was going on. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it was insanity. It yeah. was like a really cool energy. But like because I've never – like I'm not a huge cricket guy. Um, It was just kind of – weird and confusing to me but I'm like oh, it was good. It's yeah, nice. yeah. <laughs> mildly inconvenient yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 but people were flying in from all over from because India and Pakistan never get to play each other yeah and 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 you just it's almost like I was so sad that there's that conflict and they can't host a game where in their home countries then you see when they play each other here it's so the passion gets converted like it just becomes – it shows how much of a vehicle sport can be for like bringing – uniting yeah. people because it's like channel the energy into that into and it becomes cricket. one of the best matches of all time. And yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. So you're um, Sri Lankan. Yes. But is there – so is there a team – like going back to footy, is there like a team that Sri Lankans go to? Because oh. like I feel like, like – you know, Filipinos don't really have a like a team that we all go to. But then there's other like it's a great question. I so I know that Hawthorne has like really made efforts to reach out to the Chinese community. Yeah. Um, especially because they they were based like they're based out of Waverley Park. Yeah, right. And I think like around they they recognize that around Glen Waverley and that kind of area, there's like a big strong Chinese community. I don't know about Sri Lankans, but I do know that Dilrook, yeah. Jaya Singer, who's like one of the biggest comedians in the country. He's huge Hawthorne fan, right? Purely by coincidence, because uh, we we've known each other since before doing comedy, and he so he's a huge Hawthorne fan. And I feel like if they ever wanted an ambassador <laughs> to reach out to the Sri Lankan community, yeah. Dill would be the perfect guy. He's the guy. Yeah, yeah, he's the guy. And I and I I don't see it as a bad idea because like Sri Lankans love sport. Yeah. Um, and they love, they obviously love the MCG, the cricket connection. It makes a whole lot of sense, I think, for the for the club. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's perfect, like winter, summer thing. So, do you ever 
go to Sri Lanka and like have you been to Sri Lanka? I've only been once. Only been once. Yeah. yeah. So my folks are like dad is Sinhalese and mum's Tamil. Okay. And they're two sides of like the the ethnic conflict that right. was in Sri Lanka. And so I think they never really they were like, we'll just raise our kids here and, <laughs> and not really take them back. And then after the conflict ended, we went and I, and I loved it and I'd love to go back. But I and I feel it was a bit weird going there and not speaking any of the language. Yeah. And you get there and you like look like everyone. And you're yeah. like, this is really nice. But then they <laughs> immediately they're like, you're not one of us. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm the same. Like I've been to the, back to the Philippines a few times. Um, and like I understand Tagalog, but I don't um, speak it. So I, they, you know, make fun of my accent a lot. <laughs> yeah. um, but then I've also been to like I, I did a month in Thailand, oh, and yeah. like <laughs> I had like a lot of moments where like Thai people thought that I was Thai and was start speaking to me in Thai, and then I would speak, and they're like, "You don't even." That's not even like Filipino. Like, yeah, like yeah. it's weird to because they're speaking to me. Time, I'm like, yeah, sorry, English. And then it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. Just they're like mad. Yeah, like that's not my fault, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you get to like catch any like cricket matches over there? Um, I would see a bit of park cricket, which yeah, is right. fun. I never been to any um, like professional matches over there. Yeah. But I think that would be amazing. I do. I remember like this is not Sri Lanka, but I used to. I was going to Edinburgh to do the Fringe before um, before COVID. Yep. And one year, the most recent year I was in Edinburgh was during the Ashes, and that was that was the atmosphere. Just I didn't get to go to the matches, but just seeing like the passion the English fans had and and. Australia and it was a tight contest that mm. year in the Ashes and it was so fun being around it. So I think it would definitely be so great to go overseas and just be, I don't know, one of those tours where you're just following around the Australian team. Yeah. Especially in England but also touring around India maybe would be crazy. Yeah. It would be so fun. I yeah. guess that's one thing that AFL, when AFL goes international, how sick will that be? That'll yeah, be yeah, yeah. I mean like they did, they have tried. <laughs> like yeah. They went to China. Um, maybe it's too confusing for people. I, people who don't grow up with AFL are always like it's just so yeah, like what is happening? Yeah, like. But to me, it's so innate. I'm like, yeah. oh, it makes so much sense. I don't know. Yeah, it makes way more sense than rugby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Like I still don't really <laughs> yeah. um, understand rugby too much. But I know, and I lived in Sydney for ten years. Yeah. So did you adopt a NRL team? No, no. You just refused to learn. Yeah. Well, the thing about Sydney is when the Swans are doing well. Yeah. Footy's popular. Right. And I, I was living at the start, I was living in like the eastern suburbs, which is a bit bougier in Sydney. Okay. And the bougier. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. It was by fluke. But the, the bougier parts of Sydney, they they like AFL. I think there's like a kind of, kind of class thing to it. It's oh, like, oh, okay. Yeah, we were a bit more refined, so we like AFL. Yeah. And then, but, but when Sydney Swans aren't doing well, you wouldn't hear about footy at all. Right. But it's still hard. But so when I, aren't yeah. the Swans doing well? Like really? But I mean, like even if they're just doing okay, okay. you wouldn't hear about it. It's yeah. you'd only hear about it if like they're on the top of the table right. and they're about to be in you know grand finals or stuff. Yeah. So it's hard. It's hard. You have to really try, pay attention to stay up with what's going on in yeah. AFL. But it's still even despite that. I couldn't. 
I don't know. Rugby's just like I still just see it as a dude running with, <laughs> and. That's I mean it. that's that's all that's most sports. <laughs> it's yeah, just but dude it's, running. Yeah, I don't know. AFL, I'm always like impressed by the little the skills and the the yeah. sort of, um, I don't know, just how like how versatile each role is. The, yeah, the little guy who can get in and under the the big ruck who's got to like. I like to think of just the organized chaos of it because like it's pretty pretty much chaos. Like I don't like. <laughs> I was having this uh, convo with, um, oh, so you know Robbie Campbell back yeah. in the day. Robbie Campbell, I used to work with him. Um, and he does a lot of like coaching uh, stuff. So he works with a company called Rookie Me. And I remember having this conversation with him. I'm like, is there, because he knows, you know, obviously you played professionally and stuff. Um, I was just asking him about like the level of like comparing it to soccer, like in terms of like strategy and set plays and that kind of thing. It's like, is there that level of, organization in footy and it's like to be honest not really <laughs> like it's it's literally just trying to like work your way like have a plan for the chaos but it's like it is a chaotic sport at heart and you just got to do a bunch of like a little bit of like organization to control some sort of chaos yeah but anyway um i mean yeah. i guess it could do you reckon it's because there's so many people on the field yeah yeah 100 yeah, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. field's Fucking massive. massive. Like yeah. it's and that like have you had that moment where you've had to try to explain footy to somebody that's not a footy fan? Like, yeah, and I mean to be honest, even even moving to Sydney because the the thing about AFL is they're always adding new rules. Yes, and so I reckon there's like a, there's probably fifty new rules that I just haven't been paying attention <laughs> to. That now, if I if someone tried to explain them to me, I'd be like, yeah, actually, this is quite complicated. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But but the fundamentals of it is like. It's I, what I, I feel like. There's so much um, athleticism in it, and there's so much um, just little fine skills that when you maybe you have to have tried to kick a footy and played footy as well to appreciate how how good yeah hundred percent some of the things they're doing are yeah and all and just you know when you see uh, just little for, like Cyril Rioli yeah slick and just kind of. Get weaving in and out, and then being able to control the ball, kicking it that weird shaped ball, con yeah. controlling it off his foot, and all of that. It's like I don't know. This has to be the best sport in the world. Yeah, no, hundred percent it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a little bit of debate here at Zerhanger because that's we also have zero tackle, um, which is more NRL focused. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's a little bit of code wars, but I think I I kind of like that about. Um, AFL, like that it is only localized to not even just Australia, but like literally like four states in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> where it's like the focus. Um, it's funny when you, because I've grown up in Victoria, it's like, it is a religion here. Yeah. And then moving to Sydney, it's like sort of like just a thing that it exists. exists. Yeah. yeah. So I always thought Victoria was like footy obsessed, but then I remember going to Perth. I used to be an accountant. I had to travel around a bit and being in Perth. It's like, oh, you don't. Victoria is like nothing compared to <laughs> what they how they take footy there. Yeah, but especially because it's a small city, and the, you know, the Eagles are around all the time. The doc people will just be seeing them out and about. Yeah, and it's so it's like they're walking around with their gods, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and they're taking it real serious. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's the same in Melbourne though. Like, I I feel like because I live in Richmond and work in Richmond now, um, and I'm, I just see footy players around all the time. Like, I saw. <laughs> I saw Dion Brassier at Coles last night. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's kind of a meatball. Yeah. Um, 
Do you get uh, intimidated? Like, have you met a lot of footy players and stuff? Do you get starstruck at all? I would get starstruck. I haven't. Um, I haven't met too many footy players. Probably the the most exciting thing that's happened to me is um, one year I was doing a festival show in a pretty small room during the comedy festival. Yep. And there's like a tall. I just noticed this real tall guy up the back of the room, and. Uh, He's just sort of towering over everyone. Didn't think much about it. Then at the end of the show, I was, I was, I like shake everyone's hand at the end of the show, and this guy walked out and um, uh, he, uh, like, I, sometimes I'll be shaking someone's hand and I can't, I don't get to everyone because they're streaming out. But the tall guy walked out and I looked and I was like, that fucking looks like Paul Salmon, right? Who's great Essendon Hawthorne Ruckman, yep, uh, and. I was like, it can't be. I afterwards I saw him sort of leaving the venue, and I was like, oh my god, I think that is Paul Salmon. And I, I don't know if I still have it, but I, I was actually like, I have no idea why he would have come to see my show. <laughs> I reckon maybe Luke Heggie was sold out or something, and, he, and he, they just picked the one next door. But I had to message him, and um, this is a bit self indulgent. Yeah. And I don't even know if he still follows me, but I, I sent him a message. Just saying thanks for coming along and, um, yeah, I said uh, I, I started following AFL as a youngster around the time you joined the Hawks so it's surreal to Oh, you have. sent him a whole, like, essay. Yeah, yeah. Like you you told him your feelings. <laughs> yeah, you have to. And then I just said thanks again and then he, he was like uh, he sent me the nicest message back. I, I feel like it's too self-indulgent to read it but he, <laughs> yeah, it was beautiful. <laughs> It's probably the highlight of my career, I reckon. I, and that year, I, I just—that's a full like. Okay, so maybe we'll maybe we'll get a screenshot of it. Yeah, yeah I can send you a screenshot. Like that's a full, like <laughs> that's a full love letter. It is. I but but it was just so surreal, and I just literally got a two star review <laughs> from the Herald Sun, which was yeah. But a five star review from Paul Salmon. Beautiful. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what means more. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Wow, so you had like because um yeah, if like Christian Petrarca ever came to one of my shows, I I would die. I, yeah. No, I totally understand that now. And then now that I think about it, if yeah, if Petrarca came to one of my shows, I would send him probably a, a message that's like four times longer than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, and I mean you yeah. You're not thinking straight as well. You're yeah. like, oh my god, that was Paul Salmon. Was that immediately after the show? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you gotta because I, I felt like um I don't know. The show had gone well that night. Yeah. I reckon if the show had gone badly, I would never have <laughs> reached out at yeah. all. But, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't think of anything worse than bobbing in front of like a, a hero or something. Like, yeah, yeah, though, yeah. Um, Which I've done. Yeah. Because especially like comedy heroes or whatever. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, comedy yeah. heroes, I, I wouldn't really – I wouldn't – I don't think I would care too much because like, you know, the, if they're comedians, I would know. They would get it. Yeah, would yeah. Get it. yeah. I mean, you say that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of yeah. Uh, yeah people are always like yeah we get it and yeah i'm like i don't know i've seen people bomb and judged them yeah <laughs> <laughs> i shouldn't I, like you say i should know but some, it's hard sometimes yeah so, yeah where have you so have you bombed in front of a comedy hero before oh yeah for sure <laughs> um for sure anyone you want to i'm trying to think it. now if there's any yeah i mean even like Oh, I can't think of any specific stories. You just know. Yeah. 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 But it, it's also like it's not the um, 
the bombing part of it. It's more like the you know when you're bombing and then you you there's a, like a neediness that creeps in where you want them to know that you're like oh, I'm no, not I'm always yeah, like yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the real bomb. Yeah. And I've done that, but maybe once or twice. And yeah, then you, the, yeah. The follow up after is the bomb. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas if you if you sort of bomb it and you're just taking it in your stride and just commit to it, yeah, yeah, then it's fine. I yeah. did it. I had to do this thing. I'm not even sure if I'm meant to talk about it, but I had to for some um, some experiment thing that we we for a little TV thing we wanted to prove that um, AI could never do. Comedy. Right. As in like, oh, just the, the broader point is that like you can't, creative stuff will always be. Yeah. Can't human. be replaced by yeah. AI. Yeah. So I got ChatGPT to write a set and I did it at the Comics Lounge in front of like 300 people. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I committed to it and it was bombing because it's yeah. ChatGPT yeah. writing comedy. But I committed to it as though I'm, as if though it was the best set so ever. Do written. the audience know that it's no. written by? Okay, yeah. So this was the experiment. Oh no! And was, so I bombed for five minutes, but I committed to it. Yeah. And it was if you commit to a bomb, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's only when you need, but it was easy because it was someone else's words as well. Like I, yeah. I wasn't. That it didn't feel like they were judging me. It felt yeah. Like, but. Yeah, but then yeah. Like, but they were. Especially at the Comics Lounge because they have your huge name behind I know. you. And I, I forgot that bit. And then when I went on stage, I was like, oh my God. And it was filmed and stuff. But they but I reckon people were people were so confused. Yeah. Because I was delivering it like it was the best material. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's that's it taught me. I'm like, that's how you have to bomb now. Just, yeah. 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 Just, yeah. Just so, for your own pride. <laughs> Have you ever done a like a um, AFL gig, like a corporate, like a footy club? Even no, I'd love to, especially because I'm MCC. You know, they, yeah. often they do them in there. Um, no, I'd I'd love to. I think I've done footy clubs and stuff yeah. like that, like private stuff. How do you like those? They've yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think there's an art to them that uh, yeah. if that you, it's like. A few years into comedy now, I, I understand that in those kind of environments, it's like you got to tailor it to them. Yeah, make it about them. Find out who the big dog is. Yeah, and take and them just down. Go after <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where, it, it, yeah, you can't just be doing your regular stuff. Yeah, which is which is fine. And and like I don't know. There's I, I play in a cricket club and stuff, and the club room environment's so fun. Yeah, and so social. It can be a great place to to play with but uh but yeah you've got to you've got to come to them you know what i mean yeah because yeah. they're all they all know each other yeah they've already there's already someone in there who thinks they're the funny guy yeah and they're gonna try to challenge you so yeah. if you if you can wreck them then then you've, <laughs> then you've won like, yeah like that's the approach yeah. well that's that's the difference right it's like they're they're a team like as if you do a normal gig, it's three hundred people that don't know each other, yeah, and they they're only there just to see comedy. But if you're doing a a team, like they're hanging out every week, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and then most like like yeah, they probably see you as like an opponent. Kind yeah, of thing. there's a dynamic there. It's yeah. like Christmas parties or whatever. There's all in a, in an office thing. There's always someone who's like secretly they think they could do comedy. Yeah. <laughs> And if you find out who that person is in this office, it's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not a secret. That's yeah, yeah. Or you, or or like if you if you make fun of the CEO or whatever. Yeah, they'll probably 
They'll be a bit pissed off, but you'll yeah. do well. <laughs> yeah. Everyone will love you. Yeah, every job that I've had, like they try to make you do the Christmas party, like try to do a scene. Oh, I'm yeah. like, that's not how this works. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'll do other Christmas parties. Yeah, so. I would never do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so bringing it back to footy, we might wrap up in about uh, five. But um, so the Hawthorne this year, how are you feeling about the Hawks? Hawks yeah, this year? It's I mean, then, then, yeah. Probably bottom of the table, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But but I also because I just feel so lucky that I was there following him through the three peat. Yeah, and that team, so many heroes from that team. You know, like Cyril and Hodgie and the whole team, basically Ruffy. Such a blessed era mm. that I feel guilt, like kind of greedy, I guess. To, yeah, to you want should. success. <laughs> yeah, anymore. So I'm happy for. The team to rebuild if it takes a few years. Yeah, there is something though about being at like the youngest team and just getting cleaned up every week. Yeah. It's like I wonder how much they're learning from this. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, does it does it does it like instill this defeatist attitude? Yeah, but I guess the, the infrastructure of the club. There's so many people that were there during the successful years that hopefully they they are able to make the kids focus on the positives, you know yeah. what I mean, and focus on the learning and the growth because I feel like there's some clubs, I don't know, Matt Matt Stewart who's, you know, friend of the pod and, and a good Saints man of mine. Fan, yeah. Big Saints fan. He's like an institutionalised loser, you know. <laughs> he is. He's like he can't – I don't think he's ready to win. I don't think he knows what the what emotions – how to process the emotions of victory. Yeah. And so he's happy to just be a loser for his whole <laughs> – So I'm – I hopefully that Hawthorne's the opposite where they're like this is just a phase we're going through and the kids know that and they're just focusing on building skills and yeah. getting experience and, and pushing through it. But who knows? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's a fun time as a fan of any club because I remember, like, I remember as a, I'm a D's fan, so I've been through, uh, I've been through it all, man. Um, but when we were like just shit and just shit, shit, like that wasn't fun at no. all. But then when Ruzi came in, and then we were like building towards something, like you could see the plan in place. But we were still pretty shit. Like that yeah. first year, Paul Ruzi's tenure as coach that was a really fun time to be a fan because like the expectations were super low yeah yeah but there's like things to look forward to and then we got and then we eventually got really good and now when we lose now i'm like man if this was if that loss was like 10 years ago i'd be so happy with that loss but now i'm like a spoiled child and totally. i'm like 100 oh, disgusting the, re- the rebuilding phase is exciting and there's so many exciting players the, on the list and and like jath the things he can do yeah. you're like fuck this is this is exciting man yeah and i'd totally be happy to sit in this phase of exciting uh hope yeah. rather than being like that team that's mid table it's yeah. like pushing for the finals and just misses. You know, like yeah. Carlton last year. Oh, man. I have good mates who are Carlton fans and they started the season and looked <laughs> like they were on track for something huge and then would just shut the bed in the yeah. last two weeks or whatever. Heartbreaking. Yeah. I would, uh, yeah, if, as long as, if I can avoid that for as long as possible, that would be great. Yeah. yeah, you just want a steady rise. You don't want to like get there and then not quite get there for yeah. like years. But um, just hanging in that middle. I mean, I, don't, I wonder what it would be like to be a Geelong fan where they're just always, always good. like what yeah. you're saying with Sydney. It's just, yeah. man, that'd be, that would that'd be, be nice. Good. Yeah. 
right. Um, so uh, Sydney Comedy Festival? Yes. Yes. Yeah, doing I think three shows, May 4th, 5th and 7th or something like that. And the show. So I, I saw the name of the show. I didn't quite... Um, get it? I yeah. feel like there's something to it. So yeah. bag of Vegeta. Yeah, it's called the bag of Vegeta, which is a uh, pun on the Bhagavad Gita, which is like a spiritual Hindu book. Yeah. So it's a bit of a thematic conceptual show this year, but I, I'm having a lot of fun doing it in Melbourne, and yep. um, can't wait to do it in Sydney. Yeah. Awesome. Um, do you know your dates? Huh? Yeah, May fourth, fifth, and seventh. I think. Awesome. All right, and where can the people find you on online socials? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Instagram's probably where I'm most active at Seren Comedy. Awesome. All right, Seren, beautiful. Thanks for coming on Kicking Gags. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Oh, what a fun episode of Kicking Gags. Another one down. Um, big thank you again to Seren for coming in and having a chat. Uh, don't forget, you can catch Seren at Comedy Republic on July 22nd. Uh, he's doing his festival show that we just talked about in the podcast, Bag of Vegeta. Um, so you can catch tickets uh, there. There'll also be a link in the show description. Uh, and thank you for listening. And thank you again for sharing this podcast because if you got this far that means that you most likely enjoyed the podcast hopefully and you are going to tell some people about it hopefully um so you know we we show uh we put a bunch of clips up on instagram and tiktok and stuff so you can share those or you just tell someone about it you know just just bring it up in conversation uh politely and uh organically don't just blurt it out uh there's a show called kicking gangs you should listen to it don't do that um because that's what i do i've got that part covered anyway uh don't forget you can catch the latest AFL news at zerohanger.com and that's pretty much it I've been your host Phoenix Trinidad have a good week have a good life Uh, go days